superheroes dominate the pop culture landscape today. But is that a good thing? And if so, why? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, culture critic, legend in my own mind, and reuser of previously rotating titles. Become coming up with a new title each week is hard. And with me, as always, is my bashfully brainy co-host, who already gave up on the rotating titles thing last week. Nathan <laughs> Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and um, I'm going to steal one of yours. It's legend in not just my own mind, but like at least three or four other people. Like <laughs> my mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So that's, that's fair. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I could go. Okay. We're going to go back to the titles. Yeah. Thing. We're going to try. All right. All right. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I might keep legend in my own mind. That's, that's pretty good. Be, yeah. Mike, we'll see. You know, you're getting to see the beta test run of the things that are going to be our our, our, our signatures yes. later on. In our- and one day, guys, we are going to do an episode. Maybe none of you will listen to it because <laughs> you don't care, but we're going to do an episode of who the overthinkers are. And we're just going to sit here and very narcissistically interview each other about our favorite movies in our lives. So get ready for that. Uh, you, some of you might love it if you're like, you know, just huge overthinker fans, which and most of you probably oh. will just be like, yeah, next episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You tell us if you want an episode like that. We'll see. We're want to want to get some more of those views in. Not no, sure we're going to do it. No no we're gonna, are we going to do it? Is that Whether what we're going like to do? All right. We'll see. All right. Well, today for today's episode, what we are talking about is we're talking about why superheroes are important. Nowadays, superheroes seem almost unmatched in pop culture dominance. Every year now, superhero movies are among the highest grossing films. Last year, Avengers Endgame finally broke the last barrier to become the highest grossing film of all time. Even so, superheroes aren't without their critics. Criticism of superheroes tends to fall under two categories. One, their mindless entertainment, or two, that they teach negative lessons. Last year, Martin Scorsese made waves by saying that superhero movies aren't cinema, because cinema is about complex characters, and superhero films are just theme park rides. This year, in light of recent defund the police movements, Time Magazine ran a piece titled, We're Re-Examining How We Portray Cops on Screen, Now It's Time to Talk About Superheroes, which critiques superheroes for portraying a skewed and far too rosy look at men with power acting without accountability. In light of this, we thought it would be a good time to discuss why we think superheroes are important. Are they just fun entertainment, something harmful, or are they positive for our society, and why? Nathan, as a completely unbiased observer, not at all prejudiced in favor of the greatest pop culture invention in the history of mankind, what do you think of the critiques you've heard about superheroes, and why are they wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Well, as an unbiased uh, observer who literally has Superman posters hanging on my bedroom wall at my childhood home, (laughs) um, I will tell you my completely unbiased opinion. Uh, that is interesting, um, th- this this whole phenomenon. Superheroes are such a part of, at least in the past 100 years, modern culture. Right. There's such, there's such figures that we look to um, in our lives and have and, uh, from our country and this cultural standpoint of where we kind of look for our morality, our goodness, and uh, for we, we have hope they give us. Uh, uh, they give us ideas of strength and, and virtue. And for so many years, they've been seen as these kind of uh, figures that, that, that image all these things for us and help us look into our own lives and say, how can I 
uh, do that. I mean, that's what great stories do, right? right? They give us a vision of something greater than ourselves, and we get to aspire to live into uh, some of the aspects that they offer us. So, you know, just personally, superheroes have been something important in my life since I was a kid. And this is something actually you and I have connected over yep. and why uh, initially we became friends in many ways because both of us love good stories, both of us love good characters, and we wanted to see goodness reflected in more stories. Right. And I think that superheroes can do this so powerfully. You know, yeah. I, I remember spending so many times as a kid, um, as a as a early teen, every every day after school, my brother and I would sit and watch every episode of Smallville. And mm. listen, I haven't gone back and seen, they might not hold to the test of time. But <laughs> Maybe I not. I love Smallville. I love seeing this character who fought for the right thing, who wanted to have virtue in his life, who treated people well, because yep. it showed me someone that I wanted to be. Obviously, I wanted to fly and have the super strength too. Sure. But it, it was this picture of how a man ought to live in the world. They they lived in a code. And you know, I've just, and there's a million other examples of this. Um, in my life, Superman was kind of the original yeah. hero that I really latched around and really kind of got inspired by. So it's interesting to see culture's new, I guess, switch on it. We're kind of, I, I maybe we talked about this in a previous episode about postmodernism. Maybe this is part of like the dismantling of the old ways. And sure. maybe with that dismantling, superheroes have to go sure. uh, to a lot of people because um, for one reason or another. But I think for me, I would be really sad to see superheroes leave one because they're fun yeah you know sometimes <laughs> yeah. i forget to say that I, I, <laughs> yes they're just fun i was just talking to you how i feel like every movie now has it's, it's all message based. yeah it's, everyone's all. trying to come you know political or here's how why this is about this very important topic and and there's something to be said i don't want to say escapism but there's something to be said just go into the theater and enjoy a superhero movie. right and that's what i did you know last year we we saw um, we saw the last Avengers together. We, yes. had a whole group of, we had a whole group of friends together, and you know I won't give any spoilers. Though honestly, if you have you seen not it, seen Avengers <laughs> Endgame? <laughs> if you haven't seen it, okay. Well, I it's on I you. Spoilers <laughs> alert. Dot dot dot. When Cap gets the hammer, the entire freaking movie theater shot up in their seats and cheered, and it was this experience that you're sharing with so many people. So you know, obviously, this character, the the, the story, has affected people for good. Obviously, there's something in us that responded to that. This, the entire theater of hundreds of people stood up and cheered. So. You know, it's fun. It's good. It gives us visions of morality and goodness and virtue. It gives us hope. It gives us so many things. I'd be really sad um, to see them disappear from culture, and I'm really sad to see that people are criticizing them um, for what seemed like really. Um, and we'll get into this later about Scorsese and criticism, but I, I think it's, <laughs> I, think it's the, I think they're really base. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I think I think it's I think you make an excellent point. I think that you so there's a. Back, you know, I used to watch the old cartoon Justice League. Oh, which yeah. Loved it. Loved it. One of my favorite cartoons. I was a big Green Lantern fan. Okay, okay. And The Flash. Of course. Oh, well, he's, he's so funny. Yeah. But in <laughs> one of the DVD commentaries, and I don't remember which one, but there's DVD commentary because I got the DVDs because I was that person, where the <laughs> voice, I believe it was, of Giganta. This is, that's a deep cut reference. The voice of Giganta. Um, she was a mom, and she said she loved being a part of the superhero things because... She said, superheroes are the last place on earth where good is cool. Wow. And I think that we should never, we should be very reticent to, um, mm. be, to, to be too hardly condemning something in our society that inspires children and teenagers and adults to cheer for somebody who is shamelessly good. 
Wow, shamelessly good. Yeah, that's an interesting. That's an interesting thing, right there. And like Superman, I mean, he literally wears his values on his chest. He for does people to criticize or to celebrate. Do you know that he is actually was written as an allegory by the original? I well, so I know he was written by two Jewish boys who talked about him as sort of the ultimate immigrant. And character. maybe this is just—I have no idea. Maybe it's all—it's all hearsay. But if you look at you, he comes from well, sure, to yeah. save the world to Martha and Jonathan, Mary <laughs> and Joseph. But and he ends up—I don't want to give any spoilers. But if you haven't read it, it came out like thirty years ago. <laughs> he dies and comes back to life. Yeah. So, well, so I, see, I don't know if the original creators intended it, but definitely the people who made the movies about him later and definitely people who have been talking about him since have definitely mm. seen him as all the parallels of a Christ figure and have brought those out of him because it is, I mean, again, he is, he was certainly the anti Ubermensch, you know, the, the, when Nietzsche talked about the Superman, he imagined a normal human who would rise above humanity um, and be able to impose his will upon humanity because he went beyond good and evil. Whereas Superman, you have somebody who is, more powerful than anyone who chooses instead to be a servant of humanity. Like? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, again, even if this wasn't intentional, certainly it's not a coincidence that both Superman and Jesus came out of the Jewish people. Absolutely, that's yeah. Not, that's not a coincidence. Um, but I think, you know, for me, like a lot of the criticisms of superheroes tend to... The thing is, the thing about superheroes, and I'll get into, like, the things that I particularly think that the lessons and reasons why superheroes are particularly uniquely capable of teaching us moral lessons or inspiring um, moral worship. But I will say to the criticisms specifically, the criticisms seem to be either like they don't have that moral content in them. They are mm. simply, and they aren't complex. That was sort of Martin Scorsese's thing. He was like, oh, these characters aren't complex. They aren't nuanced. I was like, did you watch Iron Man once? Did you watch The Dark Knight? Yeah. It was just like, you know, it, it was like, no, these are, are definitely complex characters that deal with deep and complex things. They don't all do because not all art genres do that all the time. But, uh, so that's, I, I never understood that or was able to understand that criticism. You haven't watched it if you don't think that, you know, these things can be complex. What just, could be more complex than having, like you said, more power than any human in the world and actually submitting yourself to a servant? That is a complex right. character and a complex choice that a well, character see, has to make. You have to take, like, Iron Man. It's like he's essentially filling the role of, like, a world superpower. Yes. And he is like someone like, oh, I have this power and it's being used irresponsibly by other people in ways that I don't intend. Okay, what do I do with that? Well, I'm going to try to destroy all weapons. But then if I do that, then the bad guys are just going to come back. And this is very much exploring the kind of stuff that America explores as a superpower. And you know what? Even even on the personal, I'm going to go to Iron Please, Man. Yes. It's interesting to watch. They they did, you know, the grand uh, abstract ideas of right. power and this and that. He had to make his decision. But on a personal level, you see him going from being a playboy, yeah. selfish, mean, to someone who commits to a woman. Who yes. makes up for his wrongs. Yes. Who, who has an arc of, uh, of goodness, who aspires to be something better after it has his experiences. What better thing for young boys to watch yeah. than, than that? Watching someone who can use the world as his plaything or who can serve it and watching right. the arc of that happen. Well, and, and showing how he sees the superiority of the moral life and how it's actually better and more fulfilling. Yes. It's, I mean, you know, we were talking in our Good Man episode, which you should listen to if you haven't already. Um, where And buy the book on Amazon. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but is that men are often in our society given a, the choice. In media, they're given a choice. You can either be a weak man who's good or a strong man who's bad. You can mm. either be you know, Kristoff from Frozen, or you can be James Bond. 
And it really, you know, the, uh, you can, you know, Iron Man is, he starts out as James Bond. He's incredibly talented, but he's also very, you know, doesn't commit. He doesn't have attachments. But he it shows the real world weakness. Exactly. Him. And then he grows and becomes someone better than that. So there's that whole thing. So like, yeah, superheroes definitely are complex. The other thing, of course, is that people often, a criticism of superheroes, if they have a moral criticism of it, boils down to that, I mean, they often describe superheroes as fascistic, and the reason is because, and I, I've re read these articles. I've read, I read these articles trying to explain how are superheroes fascists? They're not governments. How can they be fascists? But it's that it's celebrating, or as they put it, worshiping people with power who use that power violently to impose their values on other people. Interesting, and that's and how they define. The actually dealt with this. Yes, they didn't ignore it. So. Right. And so the thing is, that's the thing is that, okay, first of all, that's not the definition of fascism. <laughs> a. <laughs> You're talking to a philosophy right. guy here. Come yeah. on. Um, poli science. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but it's also, it's like, it's, it, it, unless you're a pacifist, everybody believes that it is necessary for good people who have power to use it to stop evil. Yes. And the question is, is that going to be used um, rightly or is it going to be immorally that power yes. or is it going to be used immorally? And the thing is, it's like, you know, the article I referenced earlier that was talking about, you know, should we reevaluate three superheroes? Eventually the conclusion they come to after all their arguments is just, we should have more black people who are superheroes too. And which I agree with. We actually have an episode on we that. We do have and an episode. The Avengers on. did a great job of exactly. an amazing black superhero into their universe. Yes. And they did a great job of showing like, okay, what about superheroes having accountability? And so that's the thing. The answer to I have to a lot of criticisms of superheroes is that the answer to the criticisms of superheroes exists within the genre of superheroes. It's interesting you mention, um, I, I think it's a really good point that, that you, you zeroed in on the culture or whoever wrote this article, whoever yeah. thinks like this, their idea that power is ultimately evil. Yeah. Um, and as opposed to the idea that, that you put forth that power in and of itself isn't anything it can be used for good. Yeah. It can be used for evil. And that's what I love about Superman. You have obviously Superman who is, yeah you know, in the name Superman and his arch rivals, Lex Luthor, yes. who is also a powerful, powerful yeah. man. He is rich. He is influential. He has all the power in the world. And it shows how two men use their strength, exactly. one destructively, one constructively, and how that affects the world around them. And I think that's what superheroes and superhero tales can do so well. It can show and teach us that one, that we all do have power in yes. some way or another that yep. we all have. And I love it. That's a side note, but I love what I love about the justice league and the Avengers yeah. is it shows different people with different strengths working yes. together. Yep. And it shows, uh, so essentially we, the, the message is we are all different. We all have unique strengths that can work together for the good. Um, but we can, we all have a choice right. in the strength and the power that we are given. Right. And that's, you know, straight from, uh, Spider-Man with, yes, I'm sorry, this is a cliche line, but it has guided me in my life, with it those should. who have great power comes great responsibility. Yep. Um, and yeah. that's such a beautiful and true quote. I know it's been said a lot, but as Emily Gilmore says, <laughs> uh, cliches are just things people are tired of being true. And it's true. <laughs> it I is, didn't hear that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to be saying that a lot more. You should. You um, should. But it, it, it's true. Th these tales show us, yes, we all have power. And whatever power we have, we get a choice. Yes. It shows us the power of choice and what to do with the power we've been given. And that is Christian. Yes. God has yes. told us we have power. We have agency. Yeah. How are we going to choose to use that power and agency in the world? Right. We can use it constructively 
or deconstructively. And yep. by the way, real quick, because you won't brag on yourself, because <laughs> I would like to move into this section we, to, to, to Scorsese, more the artistic side yeah. and criticism of, of superhero and films and comics. Um, Scorsese, but I, I guess, made a few comments about yep. superheroes, not being nuanced enough, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, Joseph wrote a response <laughs> to this. Uh, my... my wise co-host wrote a response to this and it was featured in the New York Times. So please go search his name with the New York Times and read his very eloquent, thoughtful response. Thank you. And I think you do actually have a long-form response. I have a long-form response well. on my website, uh, overthinkingfilms.com. Yeah, so please read that. Uh, Joseph took down... Uh, <laughs> I think anyone would say, Joseph, what, what is it? Uh, Destroyed. Destroyed <laughs> yeah. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> also, still, love your work, Martin Scorsese. And we, of course, would work with you on any project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is Nathan the actor, not Nathan the uh, philosopher. Yes. I will be in any of your films no matter what. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we can be friends and work partners, even with people we disagree with. In fact, please put me in your films. Exactly. I need work. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, I think, yes, that's absolutely true. I think, what's inter- I think it's very interesting because most of the people who have most deeply criticized uh, superhero movies, particularly who are, um, uh, who are like filmmakers, I've noticed you have like Martin Scorsese, you have um, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, and you have Jodie Foster, who had the most strongest really? condemnations for superhero movies. And I found that most of their movies, I lo- you know I looked at their filmography just to make sure. It's like most of the movies are tell stories that are deconstructive in nature. Mm. It's all about people who seem really good or have it together, who turn out to be really evil or pathetic. I've noticed that. I've noticed there was a trend maybe in the past ten years. I'm sure it existed before, but it seemed like more of a trend with. Um, superheroes being about superheroes being bad. Yeah. It started with the Watchmen. You see it yep. in uh, new TV shows that I will mention later in the Blessed <laughs> <Curse>. <laughs> Can't give away. By the way, I, I want to spend some time with the Blessed Curse today because we are big superhero nerds. And so I want to spend There's some There's be a time. lot of recommendations yeah. and disses. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to save some time to give you guys all of our pro recommendations yeah. about superheroes. And they're probably stuff you already know. But actually for you, you probably have some good insights of stuff people do not know. Um, but... Uh, I can't really remember what I was saying. Um, but oh, the, the, the yeah, yeah, how it's become a thing to take again. I think it probably has to do with what we talked about with yeah. Lisa Wilkinson about postmodernism, saying we have to deconstruct all of these old pillars, right? That, and so I think we we, which is interesting that superheroes are a pillar in our culture, yeah. especially American culture, and now we have to deconstruct them and show them that they're bad, they're corruptible, right? And I think it's also interesting to know, and I'd be interested to hear your. And this is a whole other podcast, but I had a conversation a while ago. About the Dark Knight, okay, which sure. is one of my favorite films of all time. Oh, absolutely! Yep. And it's one of the most be- as I, it should be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's one of the best superhero films, if you can call it that. Absolutely. Um, and it was interesting to me to watch a phenomenon of people when they saw that when Halloween rolled around after it had come out. Yeah. People weren't dressing up as Batman; they were yeah. dressing up as the Joker. Right. And I'm wondering why that is, because the criticism is that superheroes aren't complex. That was Martin Scorsese's criticism right. and the joker was complex where batman to a lot of people just seemed dour and straight-laced and not very complex even though he's incredibly complex in that yeah but for some reason the joker was what young men gra- uh, gravitated towards and i wonder why that is when i you think, think about the complexity of superheroes well i think that you know people often talk about superheroes as wish fulfillment hmm. and i think that that's not exactly true i mean c.s lewis talked about people saying christianity was wish fulfillment and c.s lewis was like are you kidding me you know you must die to yourself is wish fulfillment <laughs> like that's absurd and i think to a certain degree superheroes are wish fulfillment but to a certain degree they're not because they do tell you you have to use your power responsibly you have mm. to use your power self-sacrificially mm. you have limits on what you can do 
Batman has limits on what he can do. He can limits on his self-expression. The more power you have, the more responsibility you have to affect the world better. Fight evil. Exactly. But Joker, he can actually have his power and use it ultimately as self-expression. Use it to express mm. himself and in, in all of his nihilism or his depression. And that's something that you aren't allowed to do. You are allowed in our society to be good and self-sacrificial. You're not allowed to be as nihilistic as Joker is. And so to a certain degree, because Halloween is a time where we're able to dress up in ways and self-express our ways in safe ways that we're not able to as much do, you're able to do Joker. You're able to do – that's a phenomenon also of Deadpool where it's like Deadpool is able to you know, be – it's like, okay, I can – be ruder and so like that then I'm allowed to be in real life. I can let the the id uh, live through and right. crush the ego. And the thing is, it, you know, so but like, but the thing is, in superheroes, that character has to be the villain unless he's Deadpool, and that's an interesting whole other thing. And that's but I mean that's the thing also like superheroes is a wide variety of genre. You know, you can have more negative or more positive sort of outlets. And I think characters. probably what we're talking about is more the classic idea of yes. a good moral. Figure. Right. And I think, again, like, you know, I like, I mean, you know, making jokes. I would always, you know, quote Joker lines and stuff like that. And sure. I think that that's, you know, I think that that's a safe way. The thing is, what it does is even when it creates characters like the Joker that we want to express that side of ourselves with, it contextualizes it. Because mm. Joker will always be the villain. Even if in the and new he movie, will always lose. lose to Batman. Yes. And, um, and so I think that that's, so I think this is the thing is within the genre of superheroes, you know, like we said, it has the cure to its own diseases. Yes. It's sort of like, you know, that's one of the things great things about it. The other thing about it is that, you know, why it's not just a another hero story like Fast and the Furious or, or, mm. or Lord of the Rings is that superheroes are really good at talking about ideas because they wear costumes yes. and because they have powers. Because that means that they can, you can create an idea attached to the hero and then you can by simply having characters fight other characters that way, then the symbolism becomes um, apparent and easy and icon iconic and easily digestible. I mean, the most obvious example is you can just show Captain America fighting uh, fighting Red Skull. And it's like, oh, you have the Nazi versus the America. You have these it's values like, in, in conflict. You kind of, yeah, it, it, it focuses all this thing right. into one Seeing all these issues and, and ideas. So these ideas theater. become digestible yes. and powerful. They become digestible and powerful. And so Batman can symbolize something by what he does. And then from then on, you see his image and then say, oh, that's what Batman is. concentrated in this exactly. image. Exactly. I also think that it takes place <laughs> in our world. Yes. And so we can see, you know, I, I love Star Wars. I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I love Narnia. But all of these take place in yes. another fantasical world. Right. Where all the heroism takes place with superheroes you see a fantasical character right. who, like you said, embodies and is concentrated with all the, the goodness and morality, right. but you see him taking effect in our world. So it's almost, it, it, it affects us in a more uh, realistic way right. that we can see how, it, how we can use in small ways our power to make the world yes. around us, because they take place in the world around us, a better place. Now, 100%. I want to hear what you think about, because we, we touched a little on this with the Joker and Batman. Um, I, I think... I think I want good villains. I want yeah. complex villains, but the criticism is the villains are always more complex and more interesting than the superheroes. What do you say to that? I mean, it's not true. I mean, well, mm. it's interesting because the, the, the criticism that Marvel got its first several years in the movies was that all of their, you know, villains weren't interesting enough, you know, like, because the heroes were more complex than the villains. I think it's just, it depends. Again, I, I, I will argue with anybody and show that, you know, Iron Man 
is as complex as any character that Martin Scorsese, protagonist by Martin Scorsese, wrote. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, you know, but now maybe four isn't. But like, it's like you're, we're, we don't have to claim that every superhero. But he made a sweeping statement, exactly. So. And so, like, he made a sweeping statement. So I'm saying, like, you know, like, I, you know, Tony Stark is an incredibly complex and interesting character. I think he's more complex and interesting than the Joker is. Now, it's you know, mm. now not all superheroes are as complex as all their villains, but some superheroes. I mean, like, you know, Superman. I always thought was an incredibly complex character. I did too, because he is somebody who is trying to juggle multiple identities, multiple value systems. How do I... Commitment to one woman. <laughs> Commitment to one woman. Sacrificing himself for the greater... I mean, th- those are not easy things. And the thing is, he has to make choices all the time because he has power, but he has to choose how it's done. He has to choose not only between evils, but between goods. He has to choose, okay, how does he juggle the idea of being the most honest person in the world while regularly lying to people at a newspaper agency? I just had an epiphany. I think that complexity is displayed, especially in film and literature, is displayed through choices. Yes, absolutely. I think that any great film, any great character, you're going to see the complexity of that character right. based on the choice they have before them and which one they make and why they make this. Right. That is what makes a, a character complex. And what greater complexity than the biggest choices in the universe, in the right. world, uh, than superheroes. So I'd say to say they're not, it might not be his style, but I do think, I think it's, I think it's kind of flat out wrong to say that superheroes yeah. are uh, uncomplex or incomplex. No, they're, they're, they're absolutely complex. And again, like, you know, the, it's the first, and you can just see, like, there are a lot of superhero movies that are complex. And there are a lot of superhero movies that are not complex. Sure. That's the way genres work. There's good, good versions good. of every genre. Have version. you seen all of the westerns that are out there? Yeah. <laughs> we only remember five of them. And because only five were like the really great and ones. And good complex and good complex characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, so I think I think that that's... I also say this, and this is something that people don't ever bring up a lot. And because it's not obvious. One of the things that they teach you is they teach you about relationships between men and women. Superheroes, mm. and I found this especially sort of growing up, because there were very few places where I saw in the media um, relationships between married couples that were glorified, comp- that that not competitive, and also where sex appeal was still a part of it, and complex, and, and, and complex, yeah. and interesting. And it's like when I saw like you know back in Spider Man and Superman were both married in the comics. I remember seeing that and saying, oh, here is a relationships where the husband and wives respect each other mm. where they love each other where they're still attracted to each other it's like you didn't see that on sitcoms and mm. i i think also in in addition to that they also should friendships yes and deep and, friendships i mean superman and batman and also like that incredible friendship that they have yes and and you have i mean in even greater than that the justice league yes. and the and the avengers you have what you have is you'd think that if you had all the power in the world, you don't need anyone. Right. And what over and over again they show is no, no. Superman needs the Justice League. No, no. Ba- uh, yeah. uh, 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 Captain America needs the Avengers. Everyone needs each other, and, and it shows friendships and reliance and, and humility. Thing, and something that we really need today that they show, which they butchered a lot of times in the movies, I'm going to say, but they showed superheroes who can be friends even though they disagree with each other. Mm. And that's the thing that is. Batman and Superman. Yes, they disagree with each other on tactics, on worldviews. And like in one of the great... Iron Man and Captain America. Iron Man and Captain America. But this is the thing, is that in the comic books, when they did the Civil War storyline, they showed how two people can have very good reasons to believe incredibly opposite things that put them on different sides of a political issue that brings them to blows. 
And yet, they both have good reasons for believing that. And they both have intentions of goodness. Yes. And the thing is, they really sort of flattened it in the movie and made it seem like there was no good reason for Iron Man to have his point of view. And so I thought... See, my family just watched that, and we were all, like, arguing back and forth. We, we literally <laughs> took sides. I think there's great reasons for Iron Man. And I, I switched. Agree. I switched halfway through. I was like, I'm all cap, I'm all cap. And then I became... I'm like, well, well that's interesting. Iron Man's a good guy in this. Well, that's actually. interesting. Because I thought that they were way... So, well, I did to Captain America. Even oh, I think they were. But I realized... Okay. It, it seemed... I was like, hold on. I think Iron Man's being the most rational... Right? Yeah. Okay, but, we digress. We digress. <laughs> but the thing is, again... That's an incredible lesson that we need today in a world mm. where we don't believe that people who disagree with us politically can be good people yes. or that they can have good reasons for or it. Or good motives. Or good motives. That they're, yeah, I hear so often, well, they're they're corrupt. Well, they are trying to lie to us. They're trying, yeah. And I'm like, no, I, I think, and, I'm, listen. Sometimes they are. There are corrupt people and there are people who literally lie to you. But I do think that yeah. on an individual level, most people want what's good. They want right. They want justice. They want kindness. They want a better world. I'm not saying everybody. I do believe there are terrible people out there right. who want wrong things. But I think that you're right. It shows two different kinds of point of views and how both of your intentions are for the betterment and right. how interacting with each other was ultimately the, the solving of this right. problem. And so I think ultimately, again, it's one of those things. Genre has a lot that's in it. And so there's good stuff in superheroes and bad stuff in superheroes. But the kind of the genetic makeup of superheroes is people who have power, who use it. Uh, virtuously yes and that is something that is at the dna of it and like we were talking about with mysteries that the dna of it is something that's beautiful and should be affirmed and celebrated and enjoyed and of course used with discernment like everything else because yes. some of it's going to be there are there are superhero stories that people write that are that are corrupting like if they're bad yes. that are that are not that are not good for you and you shouldn't read or you shouldn't watch maybe or at least you know have with a critical eye. We'll talk about some of those in our oh, yes, <laughs> in our, our blessings and curses. curses. But but it's like but if your kids are really into superheroes, it's like this they're is a really, good thing. They're really into the idea of using power to help other people. That goodness is something objective and worth fighting yeah. for. And I will say before we wrap this up, I want to say you touched on something earlier that I meant to. I meant to say, oh, uh, you, do tell. What What did you say? And say it again, so I can, uh, so I can talk about it. You said that critics of superheroes say it's wishful thinking, wishful wish fulfillment, wish fulfillment, yeah. and and how that's a bad thing. That is interesting because I think wishes are ultimately desires, and I think yeah. desires are ultimately from God. We have desires yeah. put on our heart. We're made to long for goodness. We're made to long for. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it, but perfection. We made to long for heaven. We made to long for our perfected selves, for yeah. a God who is good. And so I think that when you're criticizing wish fulfillment, you're criticizing uh, something that actually calls us to betterment. We are broken people. We right. are sinful. We are imperfect. But when we watch superheroes, yes, they're complex, but they also give us something to wish for, to desire for, to yeah. want to be. So I would actually respond to their criticism saying, oh, they're just wish fulfillment. yes. <laughs> they are in the best way possible. They at, they asked us to say, we can be better. We can do better. We can fight for good. And there's yeah. a better world to be had. And, and that's the thing is the, 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 the fear in wish fulfillment that people have is that it will cause people to um, worship something that shouldn't be worshipped. Mm. And the problem is that, and that's why people make deconstructive stories because they're afraid of somebody worshipping or loving something too much. And the problem is that you don't have a choice 
about whether or not you're going to worship something. You're going to have a choice about what you worship. And that is what David Foster Wallace says. Yes. He says, we all worship something. Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. We, we, all, we yeah. all worship something. You can decide what, but you're going to worship something. Yeah. And the thing is, if with superheroes, obviously, if they're worshiping superheroes, Okay, whatever. <laughs> we got interrupted by Google Maps for some reason. <laughs> she wanted to make an appearance. Yeah, exactly. Yes, cameo by Google Maps. Anyway, um, is that, yes, if, if as Christians believe, if you're worshiping superheroes more than you worship God, that's a problem. You need to get your heart checked. But in terms of if you're, to, in terms of if you're going to choose something in our culture that's worth celebrating, mm. then superheroes are probably the best thing we've got out there right now. Amen. <laughs> All, All right. right. <laughs> yeah, okay, now it's... Blessings and curses. Bless okay, and you've, okay. Been, you've been uh, wanting to find things to bless and curse superhero-wise in our culture. I, kept, so, I sat on the couch today, I was like, what? I'm going to bless and curse. And I'm usually like reaching like, oh, wait, i got to think of this movie. But out. there's... No, today it was way too easy. Okay, all right. So, what would you like to bless and curse oh, with superheroes? It's gonna be so basic, and I. It's okay. So you're here to bring the like the cool like underground <laughs> stuff. I'm here to just be the guy who just says the basic thing that's so good. Dark Knight is my. Oh yeah, this absolutely. Dark Knight is one of the most nuanced films that deals with, again, choice. Yeah. It deals with morality. It deals with goodness. It deals with sacrifice. Yeah. It deals with good and evil and the appeal of both. Yes. And sometimes how good isn't appealing to our to yes. one side of us and how we need to choose it anyway because it create it shows it shows weak men, yeah. it shows strong men, and yeah. it shows the result of each of their choices. The Dark Knight, I can almost think of no better movie that displays good and evil in such a visceral and artistically beautiful yeah. way. And so I that is my blessing, will always be my bless. I love the Dark Knight. Um, I think it's such a great example of a good superhero film. And then, I w anything else to say in The Dark Knight? I would say that, you know, it's so funny because, like, Batman is not my favorite superhero, but The Dark Knight is the best superhero movie because it does, and it does give a complex moral choice where the moral choice is not easy. And that's the world we live in. Yes. Where the moral choices are not easy, but they're still important. Yes. And again, my, we already talked about this. My other blesses, I just went back through. I love all the Avengers. I think they're so okay, amazing yeah. and beautiful. But I just went back through the Iron Man series. <sighs> and I, I don't know. It's just, you know, it comes off just like a big, you know, blockbuster summer hit. And as how a lot of people see it. But as I watched it again, yeah. I, what I saw was nuance. I saw a man who was lost at the very beginning, lost yeah. in his own destructive choices, lost in his own selfishness. And what I saw by the end of not just the first movie, but the entire uh, set of movies was a man who would come to have morality, he had an arc of goodness, he had an arc of self uh, self sacrifice, and I think there's there's few for for young boys out there, especially in this age when it tells you do what you do whatever you want, um, be as selfish as you want, treat people how you want. This is one of the stories out there that I think it best personifies both the destru destructive nature of selfishness and shows how possible it is to make good choices and how those good choices will bring goodness to you and the world around you. And it really shows the objective yeah. morality and how when we ascend to God's truth, I know I might be stopping a little too much, but how we ascend I, to God's truth, it, it brings goodness to the to our world. I, I will say it's also the exact opposite of the arc of Martin Scorsese film. Because in the Martin Scorsese film, the person starts out as, as, a, as a person you admire and then turns out, falls apart by the end. And they're, they're both are true. Oh, of course. Both we of them are true. We can be good and be corrupted. Oh, 100%. But what is also true is that we are all selfish okay. and bad. 
and can be redeemed. Can be redeemed. Yes. And so that's really interesting. Both of those stories are really important. And b- by the way, fun fact, for any of you um, personality type nerds out there. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, so I'm an ENTP. Um, Myers-Briggs test. My- Myers-Briggs and the Myers-Briggs uh, uh, MBTI test. And both um, Iron Man and the Joker have been typed as ENTP, <laughs> yeah. which shows you that which shocks nobody who knows Nathan, <laughs> zero people. <laughs> but it shows you uh, how one personality, one kind of personality, right. can make a good choice or a bad and choice. a bad choice, yeah. and how they affect the world around them. And you see them very displayed in the two movies I just mentioned. Yeah. So, well, that's perfect. You had the Dark Knight and you had Iron Man. Oh, yeah. I see what you did yeah. there. Oh. And my curse of the week. I don't know. I don't know how much we've talked about this. Uh, my curse is again theme with superheroes. Um, is the boys? Oh yes, that's so, a good one. Yeah, oh, so I was um, so disappointed in that. It was a again. I feel like it's a postmodern takedown of the because um, you know now I'm hearing out this all in my mind again about the postmodernism and and I think it's a takedown of our old pillar of superheroes being good and basically it's an entire movie about superheroes look good. And apparently they're just all terribly selfish, yeah. awful, corrupt people behind the doors. I guess there it was entertaining. I guess yeah. there was funny moments and all this. But ultimately it was really disappointing because it gave me no one to root for. All I, all I was rooting for was the destruction yeah. uh, of something that, again, the deconstructionism. Yeah. And I think that's a really sad place to leave your viewers because I think people think it's an accomplishment to tear something apart, but it's not. It, that's the first half of doing something. You can tear something bad apart, but then if you want to be a person of uh, of agency and yeah. good in the world, you have to build something better. And this was just that. All it did was just tear apart um, something beautiful and good and offered no um, answer to what should be in its stead. So, um, no, I think I think the boys. Is my I was I was deeply disappointed in that because I think that there's a place in this world. It would be interesting. If they had, this is why I'm telling them what they should have done. And if they're listening, they can maybe still yeah. reclaim it. Yeah, you, but, can, you can write us at theoverthingersfilm.com. Right? Exactly, yes. HBO, you have our, the exactly. our address. I think Amazon is the... Oh, Amazon. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> HBO, you can write us too. <laughs> but no, the idea that um, is that, you know, if, if they have written it as if, like, not all superheroes are bad, but they don't have accountability... That would have been really interesting to yes. talk about today because you have the whole Me Too movement in Hollywood. You have all these things. We have this idea about what happens when you have power for people without accountability. Yes. And that would have been really interesting to explore that. But they had to flatten it, make it less nuanced and less complex in order to have that sort of vicious yes. takedown uh, of superheroes. And so that was really the heart of what disappointed me of that. And so, yeah, it was it was very disappointing. That was a good one. I wish I thought of that one. That I really feel like the, new, like the new way to say... Um, I feel like when you say it's not complex, you're just saying, I want it to be bad. Like, I want <laughs> yeah. them to be evil. Yes, I feel like the no. way to be complex is just to be evil. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's a great... I think it's no. easy. It, it, it's, it's just as easy to be flatly and uncomplexly evil as, as it is, it is to, to be, be compl- uh, 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 flatly good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. As, as you know, by watching all of the villains in the first wave of Marvel movies. Exactly. <laughs> um I, so yes, um, do you have any other curses? No, just okay. Amazon's boys is my curse, and yeah. Iron Man and Dark Knight are my blesses. So, so, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to, I'll try to keep this short. I will say, like for so, He's for, not gonna try to I'm not going to keep it short. It's not happening. <laughs> so, I would say for graphic novels, I will go for a couple. I'll go for both Superman and Batman. I'll do for Superman for all seasons. Okay, Good. which is a um, I, by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. 
and it is amazing. It was the first story that made me sort of grow when I was a teenager. It made me really deeply connect with Superman. Because it's really him about as a young man who has parents trying to instill good values in him and he goes off into the city and tries to implement them in the world and has culture shock and is like, what does it look like to be responsible in a complicated world and to have power? And it, it's, 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 a very, it's beautifully drawn and beautifully mm. written. It makes you cry. It's and what's it called again? Superman for all seasons. I wonder if that's the one because I don't even remember the title. I have, I have like five of them. I just know Superman. And I remember this beautiful scene of Superman walking into a cathedral and talking to a priest about morality. That's not the one. But do you it's, know what I'm talking I, about? I think it's Superman for tomorrow. Yeah, that started out good, and then the story kind of okay. like... Okay, okay. I love that image oh, of yes. Superman consulting a priest. Yes. Well, that's the thing. is, I mean, Superman has always as a character been talked to as a character who believes in a higher power because he needs to because he needs someone more powerful than him. Yes. You know, but that's a whole that's a whole other discussion. Yes. Religion and superheroes. Okay, so what was Wait, the title of the one? You... Superman for All Seasons. Superman for All Seasons. I'll say also um, Batman Long Halloween. By the same team, Jeff Loeb and uh, Tim Sale. Okay. Because they um and the, and they they you'll see a lot of what they do has influenced the Dark Knight and influenced all those things. It's okay. really about what does Batman do for his community because it's it's a community of people who are broken and how does he deal with being a good man in a complex world? And Batman is you know a very tragic character and they show how tragedy informs his choices and other people's choices and and how they can be redeemed and how they can be redeemed. Some of them, not all of them, get redeemed. Sure. But they but but many of them can um but he and, becomes a hero out yes, of pain yes exactly his pain helps make him uh heroic i will say then um i also say for for movies you know again i'm gonna go a little bit nerdier because with things that you maybe haven't heard of before yes, please i will say the animated film superman versus the elite okay is one of the best modern superman stories Sounds i've seen woke. because <laughs> the elite are actually sort of anti-hero superheroes who think that superheroes have not been radical enough in 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 their approach and so superman has to face people who are also heroes but have a different more radical more edgy more millennial or nihilistic view of what superhero morality should look like and so that's and it shows superman with lois lane they're both married and they're both as partners she knows his identity and they're both partners it shows that it's a very well written show and it's like 70 minutes but it's like it's a great great superman show and i'll also say for bless i'll say watch the hbo watchmen TV series. Because it got nominated for how many Emmys? So many Emmys. I believe. It, and it deserved all of them. Yeah, so you were a big fan. I am a big fan of it. Yes. No, I think it's... it's and it's different than the movie. It's different. Oh, gosh. So, so and in a sense, it's... Okay, so we talked about... I'll just briefly... We talked about postmodernism, how a lot of that has been around deconstructing old reality. But the thing is, also in postmodernism is this... And especially if you move on to hypermodernism, there is a desire to sort of say, but I still want to believe in values. And so starting mm. to say, I want to return to some of those old values, but it's your choice. It's not imposed on you anymore because you can kind of choose it. So you're going back to hoping to choose to more traditional values, which is, of course, the whole superhero phenomenon in general. But one of the things is that this movie, what, what the TV show, what it does, is it's a sequel to the Watchmen graphic novel and movie that in many ways is a sort of superhero response to the deconstruction of that story mm. and it does it using the complexity of american history and race relations and all that kind of thing but it does it in a way that is affirming to all the values that are that are make superheroes great and just sort of integrating them into some of the complex issues we're talking about today so, okay, so okay, now for for the, are my curses, curses yes yes curses i will say both judge dread movies 
interesting. Like that is that's out of the obscure path. Yes. So I will say both Judge Dredd movies because those are movies that have a very interesting complex premise, a very dark and morally ambiguous premise, yet are not able to tackle them in a way that's worthy of it. Because they have a protagonist that oh. essentially it's like the, the setting of Judge Dredd is that it's um, a post-apocalyptic world. It's like what if you had Mad Max, but then they started to build society back again. And so you have, okay. so now because crime is so rampant, they've given the police officers all the ability to play judge, jury, and executioner. And so they call the police officers judges now. And it's like, this is a very interesting and complex idea. It's like, okay, is this sort of fascistic way of doing things a little bit more justifiable when you're a bit more in the Wild West? Or is it not? Is it still tyrannical and really bad? And Interesting. But none of the movies are... And I don't see even most of the comic books are willing to be complex with their treatment of a complex topic. Oh, so you're criticizing heroes for not being complex enough. I'm saying some superheroes <laughs> are not worthy of their complexity. I will say, I will, I will, yes. So that is, that was, there again, there are other superhero movies, or other super content that are not, but that is an easiest example to say, this is an example of tr- superheroes that are supposed to be treating a complex topic in a complex way, not doing that. And there you have it. You have... The insights from the 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 stuff you've already heard and the stuff. super obscure <laughs> stuff. Now you need to go watch and read these things. So you, and just repeat line for line what he said. And <laughs> really, really cool or nerdy, depending on what group you're in. <laughs> yes, exactly. But also, you can write us to tell us how wrong we are. Yeah, good segue. <laughs> so you can get a hold of us. And by the way, we love getting. I've gotten. A lot of messages uh, on different episodes. It means so much, guys. We love hearing from you. Yeah, we really um, do. It's really, it's really fun to build this little community of people who care about the stuff we care about because we think about, we think this stuff is worth caring about and talking about. Uh, so we love hearing from you. If you want to write us, um, please do. You can always message Joseph or I. You can also get a hold of both of us um, at theoverthinkersjournal.com where we are going to be putting up more posts about movie reviews and you can also find a contact form. You can write us all your love letters or your hate mail. We like both. Yes, uh, we do. Because We we, we gonna, just want attention. And we're going to overthink all, <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Yes, we will. <laughs> so please, it's theoverthinkersjournal.com. If you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can visit my website at nathanclarkson.me or you can find me on social media. Just search my name and any of the socials, Nathan Clarkson. Um, and Joseph, where, the, where can they find you? You can find me on my website, josephholmstudios.com and you can also find me on the socials at twitter normal guy 8 uh facebook uh normal guy 902 and instagram homeless 5905 well thank you all very much for joining us and by the way please if you enjoyed this episode yes please share it with your friends yes uh if you have any overthinking friends who like this kind of thing who like art and philosophy and faith and film and all these things uh, please share it and please leave us a review that um, helps us so much. Um, yes. And if it's going to be a one star, just don't. <laughs> but please leave us a review. That would, mean, that would mean so much. And please reach out. We love hearing from you. Joseph, get us out of here. Yes. Also, if you don't have any overthinking friends, find some. Because yeah. Or <laughs> we, make them overthinkers. Or make them overthinkers. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> well, and that's it for today. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about.